0: welcome to Lockdown mass man i'm so excited we have the man is doc franco if you've been on if you've been on maps twitter you know this guy you know all of his pieces you know his latest piece in d magazine on luca's off season we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about the Mavs season i need all of his talks takes on slovenia dallas and uh i want to go to slovenia one day so i got to get some uh, travel tips from him coming up next
1: and this is Locked On Mavericks podcast.
0: The Mavericks are NBA champions! Bang! Bang! It's good, and the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, you Mister.
1: If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here.
0: Welcome to Locked On Mavs, man. What a what a fill-in for Nick today. As I I'm so excited. I've been wanting to get his talk on the pod for a while the time differences right now it's you know we're working with seven hours because this talk here is in slovenia i'm in dallas when you first
1: how long first off how long have you been writing about the maps uh for the uh, about the maps first hi and welcome yeah Uh, thank you for welcoming me on the show i have to tell you before i start talking that i was listening for this show for a long time so it's got me through a lot of summers when this was the only show that had like a daily pod about yeah. america so waiting for free agent news in june and july <laughs> yeah. it was well, it was listening. the show so i was one of the originals on the raccoon Squad, or how you call it yeah yeah thank you thank you that's so cool and uh yeah for the about the Merricks writing so it's been a year now so last season before the season started working with kirk and the team on the Mavs manable so then it started as let's say more like a part-time occasional thing but then uh, as the season progressed we tried to do much more analysis and in the playoffs it was on, almost on a daily game basis and now this season uh, in addition to the uh, moneyball we started working with uh, Mike Bilucci who is uh, starts with the sports uh, vertical at the D magazine so uh, i'm writing for them doing some analysis and some articles about americs uh, for the d magazine yeah so you started with maps you're still
0: with mass Moneyball. still you're doing d magazine stuff now and i remember reaching out to i was just telling you this before we hit record but you know back when you first started i remember shooting kirk a dm on twitter and i'm like man i don't know who his talk is but he is awesome like i love and it feels like every like i don't know 2 years there's like a new mavs follow that if you're on like mavs twitter you're following any type of mavs content that you know you have the list of people like you have to follow for that content and i'm like all right here you're you're the follow over these past 2 years of just following online also you know obviously following your work and we're going to get to your piece in D magazine Talking to Luca's trainer and all of that—that's why I really wanted to ask you about. That was so cool and so good. But for you, okay. So you're in Slovenia. What what part of Slovenia? What city are you in?
1: Uh, in Ljubljana, in the capital.
0: But okay, okay. So, so Lucas Town, Lucas <laughs> Town. So okay. So when you, when I think about like, I'm so fascinated about the relationship of like, Slovenia fans, Slovenia basketball fans with Luca because this is something like for me like. I don't have this as like, as an American, like we have all these players that, you know, are born here from here. The league is here. The NBA is here. So it's like, okay, we have all these, you know, all these players that we just kind of like pick players we like growing up. Or if you don't live in a city, you don't have like a loyalty to a team. And so you just kind of like have all these players. I'm so intrigued of like, is the whole country just like rallied around Luka Doncic of like, whatever Luka does, we are fans. We are like Luca when he comes home. It's like Luca is like the second coming of like a messiah type of you know like sports figure. It how how is that relationship?
1: Yeah, for me personally, and then I'll talk a little bit about the country. For me, I was or I'm following NBA for a long time. So I remember when I was really young. So uh, and by this. And I tell this story? The people will know how old old I am. So (laughs) I was watching my first NBA games with my father and it was not on Slovenian television because they were not broadcasted back then. It was on Italian television. And they had like this American commentator, Dan Peterson, who was coaching in Italy. And he was calling the finals between the Lakers and the Detroit Pistons in the late uh, 80s. So this was um, like, I was really young boy and my father was explaining me about American basketball because In Slovenia and before in ex-Yugoslavia, basketball was really this sport. So it was very well developed. And at that time, the American basketball started to get uh, on the radar for us. Uh, And then I was following NBA all through the Jordan era. And the first Slovenian player started to come in the league. Uh, So there were some players before who were like sort of successful. I don't know, the real NBA junkies. Maybe we'll hear about uh, Rashon Esterovich, he played on the sports title team. Then we had Bur- Ben Oudrych. Big man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Center, uh, always a role player. So Ben Oudrych, he was like also on a title team. Uh, we have Bustian Narbar, And then Goran Dragic was basically, when he came in the league, he was like the first really, let's say, uh, very good player. So he, he yeah. made an All-NBA 14th uh, once and an All-Star team once. But it was never the same. So it was basketball was more people were following. But, uh, for example, Goran Dragic were. But it was more mostly in the NBA basketball junkie circles. But with Luka, it's changed all the time. So every day where there is a game, uh, they report it on the television. His interviews are here. So he's the first real superstar. And I would say a superstar, not only in the sports world but i would say the first real superstar overall of a country because uh, he's really everywhere you go they know him and uh, it's uh i think like you said uh, uh, a lot of news a lot of buzz all the time uh, now we have dallas mavericks uh, organization put the billboards all over the town so and they open the court so it's uh he's really a star yeah so it's uh, slovenia's son
0: yeah so w- when did you first hear about luca like what was when was that first initial buzz how old was he
1: yeah i mean we started there was some buzz you know when he was young and because i have some friends in basketball circles so they were telling there is one really talented guy and you would hear there is a guy who went to spain because he was really good and this should be something but then i think we started to hear or at least me personally when he was 15 16 and they are saying, look, this is a guy, he's 16 and he played trains with the senior squad. And Real Madrid, it's like this squad, the team in the Europe. They're like one of the best, if not the best team, uh, really well organized. So it was really surprising that there is this young guy, 16 years old, uh, playing with the senior team and already playing some games. So this was when he really started to get on the radar for me personally. Uh, because as I said, I was really following NBA. So the year before the draft, I watched almost all Real Madrid games. So really wanted to see how he plays. And it was a crazy season because uh, uh, Sergio Lul, who was the star, the, the point guard for the team, got injured, and in and basically Coach Lasso gave Luca the keys of the team, and they had an incredible season. So they won everything that they could. Uh, was that was Ted Lasso? <laughs> you yeah, know, it's Sergio Lasso, but I think yeah, Pablo Lasso, sorry, but it's Coach Lasso for sure. Yeah, So Luca knows how to, uh, has that experience as well. And before that, before that season, we also had the Euro Championship uh, that Slovenia won, and that was basically for the, let's say, majority of Slovenians that Luca got on the radar because he was like this young, uh, funny character, funny guy uh, who was playing crazy well together with uh, Dragic and with the team and because before Slovenia had a lot of very talented teams in the European basketball but they never get to the medal round there was always something always like some really crushing defeat and at that time that was like a Cinderella story so they went to the finals won the finals it was uh, incredible and uh, that's I think when most of the people also here in Slovenia uh, started to really know about Luca, and then with the draft and everything that happened in the nba it's uh, then it's just exploded i know i feel like that's when the like i'd i'd briefly
0: heard just from a few few people in scouting international stuff of like hey there's this young kid at real madrid he's really good and that was like the extent like i i had heard but then it was that EuroBasket run that i was like oh man now i was like really introduced to who luka Doncic was real quick before we take a break have you gotten the chance to see the new courts where you did you get to see that or what was the buzz around the city for that and like the you know the press conference with kidding them in town and the extension and all of that yeah no uh,
1: it's funny because when i was back when i was a kid i we played on that court so really <laughs> it was yeah yeah so uh not to uh, it wasn't the main place where I played basketball and I also played uh, football or soccer, how you call it but we play there. So I haven't ch- had the chance to see it and also when he when Luca uh, signed the contract, I was a Croatia at that time uh, but uh, it was as I said before, it's uh, with the billboards and discords. So yeah. I think when Luca was here it's uh, it's uh, it's really put also the country, uh, and the city on the on the, on the global radar so i think a lot of people uh, take him as a global ambassador of, of the country and of the of the city do you still play basketball uh, yeah i try so <laughs> <Who would laughs> yesterday we
0: sorry what what player would you say like descri- is like similar to your game
1: uh, no i i joke with the guys that we play with because uh, i played a lot of basketball uh, when i was younger but then I don't know, we started and started playing more uh, soccer, So, but outdoor soccer, which is like five on five, which is very popular here. So we have like these recreational leagues and things like that. So then with an old group, we started doing pickup again. And uh, my comparison is like 100% effort and defense and 0% skill on offense. So <laughs> I don't know. The closest comp, I would say, I don't know, Frank Frank you know, on the mail. <laughs> <company. laughs> so. That's
0: awesome. Okay, we're going to take a real quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about Istok's piece in the D Magazine about Luka Doncic and his offseason. Guys, I just want to say real quick, thank you so much for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen. So many of you guys make this part of your normal uh, routine on the way to work or maybe you're at home or whatever you do in the morning. So many of you guys listen to Lockdown Mavs one of the first things in the morning. I just want to say thank you for that. Lockdown Mavs is free. It's on YouTube. It's on any podcast platform that you listen to podcasts. And a lot of you guys listen to it first thing in the morning. And yeah, I just want to say thank you for that. This pod is also brought to you by Sleeper. Back in 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on players who had more scheduled games that week. It made like literally no sense. And I say this because this isn't just just a simple ad read for a podcast. This This has personal experience tied in this because I love fantasy football. I talk about football on this podcast a lot. Now, I used to play fantasy basketball but I don't anymore and that might surprise you because I love NBA, love basketball, but I don't play fantasy basketball anymore because I got tired of it. I got tired of it because I couldn't keep up with the daily stuff, daily changing lineups. And also the the weekly format was dumb because when you play somebody, then One player might have, Luca might have like eight games or just kidding, but he might have like, I don't know, four games in a week, but then you have another player on your team that has like two games and you're like, why am I going to lose? Like, this is just an automatic loss. If the other guy has more games in a week, this is where sleeper comes into play. And specifically this new game mode called game pick. No, gone are the days that you're losing these matchups based off the game schedule. Gone are the mindless busy days at work. Uh, actually, you're always gonna have busy days at work, but when you're thinking about this, trying to figure out how you're gonna win your ma- matchup, you don't have to think about that anymore. You don't have to worry about it. You in game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home and away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of place, and more. Download the free app, sleeper, start a game picks league today, right before the season starts. This pod is also brought to you by Directv. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch up, catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You watch the sports highlights on your phone. Then you got your neighbors, best friends login for all the other stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Directv Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes that's me i'm trying to get remotes out of my kids hands all the time no need to buy another device ever again hey I'm, i don't need to buy another device and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with DirecTV stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package let's get back to talking to is talk Okay, so you dropped a piece. I guess I don't know. Last week, at this point, you know, this pod's coming out on on Monday morning. So last week, there was a piece that you had written um, about Luca's off season. and you talked to his trainer uh, there in Slovenia. And first off, like, how did that how did that piece come to be? Why did you want to write that? And even in the first opening paragraphs of your of your piece, you're talking about how you met with him at was it a restaurant, a coffee shop. How did that relationship come to be? Like, how did the story happen?
1: Yeah, first, before I get into piece, I need to say really thanks to the editor, at the DMAC, Mike Pellucci, who edited that piece and made my strange words words and unorganized thoughts (laughs) into a nice-looking story. So it was really a big help and great effort also from here. And the background was... I was looking at the uh, calendar, you know, when we were, when the training camp started. So there was a lot of things, okay, what Luca did, how the summer looked. And I started putting, like, just for fun, some, for exercise, you know, the dates of how, what he did from June 6th, when the uh, game seven against the player, the Clippers, uh, when they lost that game, and until the training camp. When you put the dates down, down, it was crazy because he went from June 7th. He had like a week off, and June 14th he was already in the first training camp uh, for the because Slovenia had to qualify for the Olympics. They didn't go automatically like the best countries, so they started training more than a month a month before uh, everybody else did. So Luca had basically only one week off. Then they had a short training camp. They went to Lithuania. They won the tournament. And it was like, everybody was so excited. They had like a party. It was like crazy. And then this is also what the trainer said. It was, oh God, now we had to start the new training camp for the Olympics, you know, because nobody was really planning to to do the whole Olympics preparation cycle. So when I was putting all this down, it was to me, we need to, it would be cool if we would uh, talk to the trainer. And then I also saw the Instagram photos and I saw it was basically, uh, the trainer anje he is also a trainer for the slovenia national team and he was a personal trainer or a slovenian trainer who helped in the offseason goran dragic you know so he worked for uh, with goran for 5 years and then we i got his number so we started talking and he's really a nice guy so we went through we talked like you said we met and talked and he explained uh, a lot of cool things about how luka summer and the whole Slovenian national team summer uh, was about and okay, Anže? Yes, Anže. Like Anže Kopitar, you know the LA Kings uh, hockey star. Yeah. He's he's the same. So he's Slovenian and has the same name. It's Anger. Okay.
0: Anže. So I didn't butcher it. How do you say his last name? Uh,
1: uh Maček. Okay, Anže Maček. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. It means so, a cat in Slovenian, Maček, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you could take away, like, I, I don't want to, I kind of want to talk about the piece, but not talk about all of it because I want people to go read it. And, but if you could take away like one thing from that conversation with Anj that you were fascinated by the most, that you maybe learned something from that conversation or your favorite part of that, what would it be?
1: I mean, the favorite part was just, you know, one thing was the thing that I was explaining before. So how intense this summer was for Luca mm. from going to NBA, you know, not only physically, but only also emotionally. He went through through like three training camps two three peaks. So from losing game seven in the playoffs to qualification tournament to Olympics and then started training for the new season. So this was it was really he was and he was talking a lot about this emotional and physical uh, basically Uh, burden or toll that it took and how to navigate through all this, you know, and this was the thing. But the other thing that to me was uh, really, you could see, Luca uh, uh, talking about this all the time, about the chemistry and how close tight of a group the Slovenian national team was Mm. and I think this helped them to get through all this, uh, uh, through the journey, through the summer. And also Luca then in you know, after Olympics, when he trained, he trained together for part of the, his off-season program. He, tra- he trained with uh, Goran Dragic, his brother. So it was also, it continued, you know, this chemistry. Although Goran wasn't on the national team, his brother was. So I think being as a part of this same setup, same chemistry uh, helped him uh, to prepare and train. Because basically, like I wrote in the piece, he had like three weeks off in total during this summer. Yeah. But this was like 5 6 days after he came from the US the first time then they had like 4 or 5 days break after they won the qualifying tournament in Lithuania and then he had like 7 to 10 days after the Olympics Are you
0: are you personally worried about this off season like are you worried that we could see like I mean Luca, we the whole conversation about Luca being tired in fourth quarters and just all of that like are you worried that we we could get in even like more tired Luca this year or right at the beginning a, of this year
1: it's a great I don't think at the beginning my mm. thing also if you look at the videos the what we see now from the training camp he looks like he's in good shape uh Goran Dragic was explaining this after uh, after the 2017 when they went uh, won the Euro championship Well, the Euro championship was even later in the summer I think it was in September And then it was the regular (laughs) pre-COVID NBA season. So the NBA season started at late October. But he was talking a lot how it helped him be in really good shape, you know? So early in the season, he was feeling really well. He had all competition. He was in all the time. But then I think at the end of the season, it started to show on him. So this is one worry, but I bet, I don't know, the Merrick's training staff, Casey Smith, all the guys, I think, uh, they will. They probably know about this, and they will. Tr- they will need to some, somehow think about it. There is also one other distinction between what Goran Dragic was telling about. Luca is much younger, so he's still 22. But uh, we'll see, and this is something to look uh, as the season progresses. But I think uh, for the start of the season, I think it's. It will probably more help him than hurt him. That's my opinion, because uh, he didn't stop training. He was uh, he was basically uh, stayed in shape throughout the summer and trained uh, and also had a lot of competition, a lot of really uh, competitive games.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Goran Dragic, yes. is he going to be a Maverick? I'm putting <laughs> you on the spot right now. tak Franco, are you
1: saying that Dragic is going to be a Maverick? I don't know my fellow slovenian friends all lost hope but i don't know i don't know it's difficult to say uh, i think yes at some point That's, i do too say-
0: yeah one way or the other i think it happens somehow somehow hopefully well what will can <laughs> i'm assuming the mavericks are the most popular team uh, in slovenia by far is, is it possible for them to even be even more popular at that point <laughs> I think yeah. I
1: think if uh, if Goran joins, I think there will be even more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. So make sure everyone go read his piece in the D Magazine. I, I love the kind of towards the end where you guys were talking about just the genes that Luca has, and just it, it really gets kind of nerdy. I love all of it. Of just yeah, his gravity, just like how he uses his body, and it- it's it's really fascinating. And they talk about those three weeks and how they trained. Uh, we put some pictures and stuff in there that they had shared on, you know, their social media and stuff. So, and how uh, you mentioned Casey Smith a while ago, that it was cool that there's been this back and forth between Casey Smith and the Mavs with on and like his training and stuff in Slovenia. I thought that was really cool. So go read the piece in D magazine and yeah, all your stuff. I'm assuming you have something new coming up in D magazine also.
1: Yeah. There should be a piece next week. So let's go. About... So next
0: Yeah. Next week. So, okay, we got one more segment coming up after this break. We're going to talk about the roster, KP, get all of his talk's opinions and takes on the team right now. Guys, I said thank you earlier for making Locked on Mavs your first listener of the day. Now, if you need a second listener of the day, our podcast platform has so many sports podcasts. If you're like me, you have a sports team in the NFL, and you might have a baseball team. If you're in Dallas, I don't know if the Rangers are still your team, but you know what? If you want to get caught up on the Rangers, we have Locked on Rangers. Bryce is doing a great job over there. You can do Locked on Stars. We have Locked on Cowboys that we just talking to those guys the other night. The Cowboys are kind of looking kind of good right now. What's your second listen of the day? We have you covered. We know what your first listen is. It's Locked On Mavs. Your second listen is, is something on the, on the network, whatever other sport you want to listen to. This pod is brought to you by Built Bar. You guys know how much we love Built Bar. We've literally been talking about Built Bar for years because it's our, I don't think we can have favorite sponsors, but it's my favorite sponsor. Don't tell anyone that, but it's it, this isn't just an ad read because we nick and i both we literally like buy built bars order them to our house like we love the built bars my wife likes built bars it's a lot of healthy snack and like meal replacements like those things are normally nasty but built bars are literally actually good covered in 100 percent chocolate um, flavors mint brownie raspberry cookies and cream and more we just got a new flavor in the mail the other day Pretty dang good. It's in my fridge. I keep them in the fridge. Sometimes I take them as a snack during the day if I'm gonna have that. If you're like me, sometimes your schedule like backs up, backs up, backs up, and then you don't have lunch and it's like two o'clock. You're like, man, I haven't eaten anything yet. This is where Built Bar comes into play. Let me talk you about how healthy they are: 130 to 180 calories, 17 18 grams of protein, only four to five net carbs. Let's go. It's the official Built Bar, also of the official Built Bar, official bar of the U.S. Track and Field team. Go to built.com, use the promo code locked on, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built bar built, not built.com. Let's go. Okay. You talked about the Sylvania team and the Olympic team. What do you think, Dallas? What do you think this Mavericks team can take away from that Slovenian team? What can they learn from that? That they maybe seen Luca, they seen, I mean, we talked about the team chemistry thing, but how, what can they take away from that team and apply it for this Mavericks team?
1: Yeah, this was one piece that I wrote for the magazine before. It was like, is there any learnings or any comparisons that we can take? And okay, the chemistry basically is one of the things that Luca was talking, that J-Kid was talking about, even KP. So that was a really tight neat group, but... It's difficult to replicate this in uh, NBA yeah. season, you know, because NBA season, it's a grind. It's like a job and national team is you You are like a college experience with your buddies where you train together, you're in a hotel together. It's like a bubble. And if, uh, if you uh, he, uh, heard KP talked a lot about how their best chemistry was in the bubble because they had some of the similar setup. So mm. that's not so easy to replicate, I would say. But the other thing, I think two things that I was curious, the positive one was for me, because there is a lot of, uh, f- at least for me personally, one of the things that I'm looking next season is if the Merricks will play with more pace. Under Carlyle, they were the slowest team in the league for the last five, six years. So for me personally, it was always a question, is this Carlyle, is this Luca? is his Lucas preference, or is it kind of a both? Yeah. And in the Olympics, Slovenia was like the first, fastest team in pace. They played really fast, really this up-tempo, uh, up-tempo, attractive basketball. And before I talked to Ange, the Lucas trainer, I met also uh, at one occasion with our national team coach. And he was talking about that, how they tried to push the pace. But it was difficult because they were training for so long. And at the end, it little bit caught up with them. But uh, that, to me, is interesting. Can... For example, Jason Kitt was a coach or as a player who liked to play it fa- fast and fast breaks of pushing the ball. So we'll see if they will be a little bit faster team. I don't expect them with Luca to be like uh, Washington Wizard last year with Westbrook, so like the fastest team. But you could see, if, and I shared some of these clips on my Twitter, uh, how they, Luka pushed basically the, the pace with some uh, really nice kick-ahead passes. And this is, I think, that they can do. So this was one thing. The other learning is that we saw on the Olympics and we saw with the Mavericks last year was that at the end it's difficult when Luca is the only guy who is creating everything. So Slovenia had a similar problems that the Mavericks have, and at the end teams was were really focusing on him. In the quarterfinals against Spain, they played zone, three people basically on ball on Luca almost the same game the whole game. So uh, this was one of the learnings that. They need, they need to figure out the Marriks. I don't know if they will this season, but they need to figure out in the playoffs if they can get this, this second guy who can basically be more than one level scorer.
0: Yeah. I mean, Dragic sounds amazing. That would be great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't think... Although I love Goran, I don't think he's like the second star, but he, no, 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 yeah. he, he, he could be the guy yeah, who can... He's good in pick and roll in Miami. If you watched, I don't know, the bubble run, he was basically the main guy. So they played like two kinds of offenses. When he was in the game, he was the main guy with the ball, with Bam in the pick and roll. So he was re- really good. He, as he matured, he also became quite a good shooter. Uh, so yeah, he can be a guy who who is who is also a good passer in pick and roll. I think here is when he's a little bit better than Jalen Brunson. Uh, yeah. Jalen is great at scoring, creating his own shot, getting to the mid mid range. But I think Goran is a little bit better at uh, at uh, finding open guys, making plays in the pick and roll. And he's also, even though he's 35, I think he's always going 100. percent He's like a Duracell bunny, so he goes <laughs> uh, push, yeah, push the ball uh, in transition, attacking. Uh, so uh, this is if they, this is where I think he would help as well.
0: When kids said the other day, I almost said Carl, I'm still getting used to this. When when kids said the other day about KP that KP is going to start the season at the four, and since then we've heard about Dwight Powell at the five. Did it surprise you that KP is going to be, you know, playing at the four? So I don't know if he'll close there or whatever, but it like KP playing at the four compared to the five, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, this is part of the piece that I'm doing, so I don't want to spoil too much. Oh, do spoil yeah. it then. No, 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 no problem. But but yeah, it surprised me because I think the things that Kid was talking before in terms of how he wants KP to play with more freedom, to roll more in the pick and roll, uh, to play the mid-range, to play in the post, it's much difficult together with Pa. yeah? So because yeah. the spacing, the diameter uh, of the court is completely different. So... When KP, if you look at uh, the data, and I did this as analysis for my next piece, you can see that uh, usage and everything historically. Although this was under different regime under Carlisle, but KP usage is much lower, which is obvious because Dwight Powell is a rim roller, so you can you need to use him in the pick and roll, and there that's where KP's role as a spacer is really enhanced. So yeah. this was what surprised me also on the defense i have my thoughts and defense was something that i really tried to evaluate last year so it was surprising but uh, let's see let's wait and see the first uh, preseason games the next game how this will go but to me it was surprising
0: yeah defensively is where my mind went because i'm like all right one of those guys have you know they have to guard a four and is kp back to being a little bit more you know lateral Uh, is Dwight guarding those fours like so uh, I have my questions defensively but like you said let's see it in action uh, before we really dive into it okay one of my last questions here who is a what's a uh, who's a role player on this team that you're the most excited about this season let's let's take KP Luca out let's go ahead and take Tim Hardaway out too who's a another role player that you're like hey that's who I'm watching the most this season
1: yeah the nerdy answer would be because as i said i'm really interested about defense uh would be frank Milikina, but i don't think uh, he is the guy who will matter the most so mm-hmm. the let's say the rational answer for me would be jalen Brunson. i think he's also the guy who who has in my opinion another leap in him and if he makes it i think it will really uh, matter so i think jalen is the guy who i also think where Kit can have a big impact on him because he was a point guard. So he can, if he can give him more freedom. So I think then Tamerics can have a, a third guy or another guy behind Luca uh, who can attack, who can be scorer and creator. And this was one of the pieces I did last year was on Jalen. And I think what I liked really last year about Jalen was because this is re- really difficult to do. We saw it with uh, Josh Richardson, for example. It's really dif- it's not easy to play with Luca. So, and Jalen had like two roles. So he could play like a uh, backup point guard and have the ball in his hand. But then when he played with Luca, and at the end of the season, Carlisle closed a lot of games with him. He's a great spot up shooter. He can attack the gaps. So I think that's uh, it's really undervalued. Uh, part of his game because he's good in in both kinds of setups
0: yeah well is talk you're the man thank you so much for hopping on today guys you know following him on twitter it's just it's talk franco right yes there's nothing else added to it it's talk franco on twitter d magazine you have a piece coming up this week mavs money ball wherever you can find Is talks work you got to find it it's talk i really appreciate it man have an amazing week
1: Thank you, Isaac. Thank you for having me.